The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shah i may be a model but i'll never be your model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Pike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins, Philstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. but not for me yeah they suck i'm freezing days off because there's snow i miss the days when we weren't we weren't working remote so we could say oh it's snowing so today i cannot come into work and that meant that no work got got done it felt like a treat right yeah now it's not like i still have all the meetings that i had previously planned nothing got delayed or canceled so i had well we could always do what we talked about before we started recording which was just (laughs) <laughs> the Wi-Fi went out and call it a day. Wi-Fi went out. The power went out. Yeah. I, I blame that a lot. I can't call in. <laughs> Don't tell Big Pharma, okay? But what'd you do? No, just that I, you know, said that I my Wi-Fi was out. Oh. Or... <laughs> I Don't tell thinking, the like my people. The minute you said Big Pharma, my first thought goes to Aaron and Big, Big Pharma following him. <laughs> <laughs> and Denise yeah. and all of that. Yeah, like, exactly. Is Big Pharma spying on you too? Uh, yeah, Unfor- you a, unfortunately. Did you take a natural supplement instead <laughs> of their drug? I just got my neurons read from Big Dick Aaron and then I was fine. Okay, also, uh, right before I asked you to talk 
talk closer to your mic you whispered into it and i really thought about noella this week on oc (laughs) this this week's oc was so it was such a trip It, it felt disjointed but at the same time it felt like so funny i was laughing and i was like what am i watching it felt like we were watching two different shows but i was laughing the whole time you know like It felt like Noella, you know, it's funny because the episode was called Tella Noella, which like I think very much Noella (laughs) is trying to make an OC, but it's also kept cutting to several clips of the Dubros grinding on each other. I mean, (laughs) I felt like the Dubros were on, you know, um, on a different show like Jersey Shore or something like that. <laughs> and then Noella was on a telenovela. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, it was like a mishmash. Of, <laughs> like what were the producers when they got the raw footage? How did they try to make a story here? Because it was it was like all over the place. Do they all know which show they are on? They I know, but I was still cracking up the whole time. I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> okay, so this week on OC, they open up back at Shane's party and Heather yeah. and Shannon are talking or Heather is yelling at Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Shannon. Shannon's weepy crying and Shannon is weepy crying, but she's like weepy, smiling, weepy, classy tears. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that Shannon hadn't melted down and was not in a fetal position, <laughs> <laughs> sobbing her eyes out out of fear, really. Yeah. <laughs> From what Heather was doing. Heather, Heather's face changes so much when she is threatening. It's so funny to watch. It's like a gerbil that's about to just bite your face <laughs> I felt like Shannon was clenching her butthole so tight that tears oh, yes. were pouring out of her eyes yeah her <laughs> spanks her, like. her double spanks if you have seen Project Runway her double spanks was rolling down her back <laughs> by the way no shade to double spanks cause hi hello okay yeah. uh, that's how I manage my business <laughs> only two I'm more like only two that's only two <laughs> Wow, Shannon. <laughs> yeah. My like, body type is exactly Shannon's body type. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon on her exercise bike a couple of seasons ago was, is mean right now. So it, I'm all for the specs. <laughs> also, I love anytime that they show Heather and Shannon. I feel like this season, it's going to be like, remember on Southern Charm a couple of seasons ago, they took every opportunity to show that footage of Austin playing with his wiener and getting kicked out of like whatever <laughs> yes. Madison's house or whatever. And like this season it feels like anytime heather and shannon have anything they're gonna cut to like we're done here you can leave thank you bye and shannon being like i got kicked out of the house okay. by heather and, I, and every time they roll the footage i always laugh because i'm like you know shannon you didn't really get kicked out you were politely asked to leave somebody's home like, okay but you know politely asked with the finger in your face is still <laughs> getting kicked out it's still it, you, you can get technical about it but it is still getting kicked out it's not like a literal kick but it is a kick but this is the first time that I noticed during, you know how they showed that scene over and over again. I was looking at the wall behind them. Yeah. And it's all blurred out. The mm-hmm. wall is blurred out. Mm-hmm. And what the wall looks like it's been decorated with records. Have you noticed oh. that? Like gold records, like, oh. you know, music records you, wow. you hang on the wall. That's what it looks like. And it's all blurred out. 
Oh. I never noticed it before, but this time around, I noticed. So next next week, when they show the same scene again, <laughs> take look. a look at it. I was like, who in their family got records, like music records? Well, Terry's brother was like a famous oh. singer, right? And then he passed oh. away. Oh, so Terry's using that as decoration? Like his I don't know, but I think I heard on Crappens maybe that like, oh, yeah, now that's I, where I, he got his money yeah. from. Yeah. Was his brother. Oh. Maybe that's why they blurred it out. Maybe because it's all blurred out, but it's hmm. definitely music records in the background. I'm not sure. The only thing I ever notice in the background during that cutaway is always Terry in the background, just fucking lurking, I know. <laughs> picking up glasses. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So Terry comes back to the scene because Heather is very dependent on Terry. No, no, no. Terry is very <laughs> dependent on Heather. Okay, okay. And Terry will do anything to keep Heather <laughs> yeah. because Heather has pincers inside his spine. She's like, <laughs> she has like, you know how in Matrix everybody has those holes in the spine that are like connected to the Matrix? <laughs> to the Matrix? Terry is in one of the pods connected to Heather. Heather is the Matrix. <laughs> When Terry, one day he wakes up, you're going to find all those holes in the back in the spine. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> Which explains why Terry goes to Shannon to get an apology. Like, what the fuck? And even Shannon is like, I don't know why this is happening. Shannon is like, I don't know why it's happening, but I will. She's like, Terry. I think you're an awesome. I'm sure you are an awesome surgeon. She doesn't say you're an awesome surgeon. She's like, I'm sure you have an impeccable record. You're an awesome surgeon. And Terry's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're going on the, the right path. And then, and then Shannon sees a June bug. <laughs> no, that's the wires connecting Terry to the Matrix. Shannon, don't touch them. <laughs> And then Shannon goes to the boyfriend. What's her boyfriend's name? Oh, Steve. Don? No. John. Don. No. <laughs> Steve and Donna, Vicky. I don't know. I thought it was Steve, but maybe Is it not. John? John. Yes, John. <laughs> Some white man name. I don't know. I don't know either. So she goes to the boyfriend and she's telling the boyfriend how <laughs> Heather threatened and promised her. And Terry was very gracious. And Shannon, I don't know why I wrote this down. I just thought it was so funny. So Shannon's like crying. This is where she's like really having like a bit of a meltdown. And she's like crying to the boyfriend. And then she's like tries to do this elegant thing of like, and I didn't, I can't even fix my makeup. And the boyfriend looks at her and says, it's in your purse. (laughs) I don't know why. It killed me because it felt like to me that Shannon was trying to have like a sweet like damsel moment and the boyfriend was like you can fix your makeup right now it's in your bag oh I thought thought he was joking that it's in he said it's in my purse it's meaning I have a purse I I thought he was trying to make her laugh and he said it's in my purse why not it's in my purse no because she looked at him like how dare you (laughs) I'm reading Way too deep into it, but I watched. No, but I thought she looked at him as like, you have a purse? Makeup? <laughs> we totally saw the same scene with completely opposite. <laughs> it's so opposite. not important because it was, I, I rewound that's, it, guys. That's, like, I'm, it's so funny that you and I are on the same level that we dug, we dug, dove deep into this two <laughs> seconds 
<laughs> clip. That's what we that's what we both noticed. And the fact oh, that somebody God. online when I was watching somebody online called him Al Gore. He I know he really does. <laughs> he does look he like does Al Gore. Look like Al Gore. Yeah. Shannon has never had Persian food before. She has not eaten anything other than meat and potatoes. And salmon with cream cheese. That's why she and Vicky got along, I think, because they are so similar. They've not gone outside of their white bubble. Yeah. Because Shannon didn't even know what half of that food was. And she lives just outside of LA with a huge Persian population. Yeah. There are tons of Persian restaurants. How she has never seen or tasted Persian food was... Yeah, it was beyond me. It's very easy to avoid things of other cultures when you're a sheltered white person. I, I also get a, a little upset when people walk into a person of a different culture's home. Mm-hmm. They see the food and then they whisper to each other and say, I don't know what this is. I, I hate it. Person. I hate it so much. Ask the person. They're not, they're not feeding you poison. They're not giving you food that you cannot. It's not edible. It's like everybody else in the room is eating. Either try it. Yeah. Or don't. Yeah. Or if you really want to try it, but you want to make sure that it's not you're not allergic to it. Or if you're a vegetarian, it's not a meat. Or open your fucking mouth. And learn. Ask the person what all these foods are because this is a learning moment for you. You can learn and expand your viewpoint instead of standing there and whispering to each other and saying, I don't know what this is. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I should. Uh, two types of rice? Who yeah, okay. Like, can rice? we talk about that? That upset me because as yeah. you and I are strong proponents of rice, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> Arthi and I have bodies by rice, okay? Mm-hmm. We should have t-shirts made. <laughs> bodies by rice. <laughs> That's what's going to be the first. We have been thinking, yeah, you know what? It's time for merch. <laughs> bodies by rice. Bodies by rice. Bodies by rice, cheeks by ghee. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> cheeks by cheese. Cheeks by cheese and bread too. Yeah. Cheese, yeah. bread, Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll brainstorm this later. We'll brainstorm. Okay. If you go to like- Maybe mask. Ta- we can have masks. <laughs> <laughs> if I was going to make a mask for the podcast, yeah. it would say yeah. something like insert cheese here. Because, yeah. but the, again, we are we are totally digressing. Okay. If you go to an <laughs> Italian person's house, right? And they yeah. serve you, let's say, a spaghetti dish and a penne yeah. dish of two different kinds or like yeah. lasagna or something else or orzo, yeah. which is a type of pasta. Yeah. You would never go two kinds of pasta. Yeah. No, because it are just two different dishes. That's yeah. the way we are with rice. Okay. There's sometimes there's green rice, which is Persian rice. Two different kinds of hot dogs or two different kinds of meat or. I got really like I got again, you and I noticed the same thing. I got very angry at her saying two kinds of rice yeah bitch there's two kinds of rice here and there's a ton of meat and she looks at the fish like she's never seen fish before i don't understand you sold salmon with cream cheese on the inside what do you think the salmon looked like before you got a filet right it it triggered me a lot because i have experienced that a lot with my food when i bring food to a potluck or anything i've seen people sort of avoid it and whisper to each other and talk about it. I'm like, do you want to know what it is? I can tell you what it is. And then maybe we'll try it. There's nothing wrong in trying different foods. I try your food. Yeah. What is your problem with trying mine? Like, I understand if somebody says, hey, is that too spicy? Would, yes. Do you think that would be too spicy for me? Which I understand. You have yes. different spice levels. 
or if it's like a food restriction. Yeah. I, I understand all of that, but open your fucking mouth and ask the person who yes. made the food or is offering you the food because guess what? They would actually be happy. They take pride in their food just like you do in yours. Yes. So they would be happy to explain to you what the food is, what it tastes like, and you can try a little bit on your plate. It's just maddening to me when I watch people navigate food like that. I've talked about this briefly on the Patreon, but I've struggled my whole life with food issues. And they were further exacerbated when I moved to America because I think there's such a negative view that people have of immigrants and their food, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my food issues have been built from the way that my food was viewed when I was like a struggling brown kid in middle school. And it's very triggering. And we talked about this also when we talked about like Tiffany Moon and the way that the Dallas women reacted to it. Culturally speaking, food is such a big deal for us. It's such a source of pride. I think it's true for every culture. Right. But in America, specifically, it's very true for every culture. But in America, specifically, I think that there is a really twisted sense of food and how it reacts in your body like that's why i think diet culture is such a big thing in america that's why women like shannon who are constantly worried about gaining weight or losing weight and all that stuff they're constantly looking at food in this view of like calories and can i eat it and is it worth it and what is it gonna do to me like it's not a joyful like love-filled experience For them. Every other culture, especially if you're outside of America, they enjoy their food, regardless of whether it's healthy, unhealthy, whatever. They enjoy their cuisines, except for America. America either overdoes or undereats. They have such a twisted relationship with food. Yeah. And these women on OC, like not just OC, but like the women in general in a lot of the Housewives franchises that are not women of color, mm-hmm. that's very obvious. In Beverly Hills, they're always talking about, I'm going to eat this, but it's bad for me. Oh my God, I'm going to gain weight. Whereas mm-hmm. in Atlanta or Potomac, they'll be in the middle of a fight, but they're still eating mm-hmm. because you got to eat. Like mm-hmm. it's a very different view of food. And I just noticed so much of that when these women are on food, but especially when the women are on food that they are not familiar with and yeah. shannon reacting to two kinds of rice yeah was very upsetting yeah i know i know again it was maybe a passing moment but it struck me and it triggered yeah. me yeah it's like oh why why <laughs> shannon just shut up yeah first of all why did you show up late to the food yeah she was even, like oh we were the last even ones heather, heather and terry got to the food before you did and well she was having a meltdown and then <laughs> doing her makeup either with her own purse of makeup or her boyfriend's purse of makeup. It's unclear. Okay. Oh, and then there's all this drama between Mm -hmm. Noella and Jen. So Mm -hmm. Jen says that she's getting a weird vibe from Noella. And this is where we get into the Noella show of like, she is a cuckoo Banunu person. Okay. She's losing her mind. Jen says, what's the deal? Why are you being so weird to me? And Noella just goes crazy on her. She says, you posted a picture and you tagged me in it. And I had to report it to Instagram to have it removed, which is where I said, okay, this lady's full of shit. Because you don't have to report a tagged picture to Instagram. You just go and fucking untag yourself, you crazy bitch. Yes. Like, but I what I think Noella was saying, and I because I missed the very first two minutes of the show when I first watched it live, I watched mm-hmm. it again and then I went into this particular scene again for the second time. And what I 
kind of noticed the second time around is I was paying attention to what Noella was saying. And what I think she was saying was that she was working with the med spa. Okay. She already was working with the med spa. And so, you know, whatever. She has a partnership. She has an arrangement. Jen and her had barely met. Uh-huh. And Jen tagged her in her own picture. It wasn't like Nola was in the picture, sure. but she was talking about her patients. So she was talking, it was like a business promotion. And she tagged Nola, and that can be construed as Noella being one of her patients. Right, but you can just untag yourself. So so Noella is saying that you were you do this shady thing where you tag people that are not necessarily your patients, and people will assume that they are your patients. But my face and my boobs and my butt and whatever Noella has gotten it done is someone else's creation, not yours. Which is all fine, but which is all is, fine. But Noella doesn't know how to say those things. How- no, but but even then, even if you're associated to a different med spa, you yeah. just got tagged in a picture. You can just untag yourself. It could have very well That's been true. a mistake. Yeah. It could have yeah. been a shady move. It could have been something to promote herself. But you yeah. got tagged in a picture. That mm-hmm. you weren't in, you can just untag yourself and you don't right. have to be a bitch about it when you tell Jen about it. She's like, you were in this picture. It was a badly lit picture. It was an ugly picture. Like you didn't even look cute and you tagged me in it. And then I had to report it to Instagram, which like already tells me like you're a liar because that's not how that works. <laughs> I know. And you can just untag yourself. And even if you're associated to a med spa, again, you can just untag yourself and move on. And by the way, you have to do a lot of work. I mean, I say a lot of work, but it's like five taps to like see somebody's tagged photos on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody gets tagged in a photo on Instagram, it doesn't show up in your feed if it's in somebody else's feed. It's not Facebook. Like it was this weird boomer level understanding of Instagram, which like didn't make sense to me at all. And then it was also funny because Noella uses this to be the reason why she says Jen is thirsty because she only met Jen once or twice. Which is funny because if you go on Noella's Instagram, she went on like a whole nationwide tour with Bronwyn, meeting yeah. all of the housewives and taking pictures with them and tagging herself in a million pictures with a bunch so of So Noella housewives. is just upset that Jen is doing exactly what Noella does. Everybody put up your Candace mirrors. She's projecting. Yeah. Okay? Yes. <laughs> She's projecting. That's what this is. But also Noella is so... Um, Weird. She's so weird and she's so um, inarticulate. She just goes on and on and on. She, the way she fights or the way she argues is to keep badgering the person yeah. and adding more and more. She doesn't let Jen talk, speak. And Jen is like still reeling from, what are you saying? What is happening? Yeah. Why are you upset? I don't even know why you are upset. I'm just saying that I just wanted to share my concern. I want to make sure you and I are okay. And there's no... There's no conversation along those lines. It's like, Noella, like, these are the things that I find weird about you, so I'm going to just keep badgering (laughs) you. And it's kind of weird, but through the rest of the episode, at first it looks like everybody agrees with Jen that Noella is weird. And then towards the end, it looks like Emily and everybody else is like, oh, Jen is being mean to Noella, which is kind of weird for me. Like, I'm missing something is what I'm saying here, Mm -hmm. is that I feel like there's something else between Noella and Jen that they're not talking about or it's being 
it's not being shown to us. It's being edited out that we don't know about. And I think there's something that Jen has done to Noala that Emily and Gina might be aware of, but they haven't spoken about it and we don't know about it. I think Emily was really turned off when Jen said, I don't know if Noella is actually married. Mm. I think that's the thing that pissed Emily off because mm. I think Emily is very protective, probably because people questioned Shane and Emily's relationship right. a lot. Right. So I feel right. like it was some level of like protection because she had been through that. But at the mm. same time, like Noelle is just so weird. So also the editing was also strange in this party because they show Heather inviting Gina to the racetrack and mm. Shannon in the confessional says it's so rude that you would invite somebody to an event where other people are present. But Shannon and Noella were sitting at a different table than Heather. Yeah. It was so obvious that it was bad editing. The way the camera angle was, it looked like they were on the same table, but Heather was talking only to Gina. But the really, when the camera panned out, they were at completely different tables. Yeah. Plus, Shannon was going to go to her mother's. Yeah. So she wasn't going to be in town anyway. So it, it just was weird. This is not something that I think Heather would do, actually. I think Heather being the classy bitch that she is, <laughs> um, she would not speak about inviting somebody when somebody else is overhearing it. She would not. I don't think she would do that. She wouldn't. And even the way that she was inviting Gina was very like, hey, would you guys want to come? She said, we have two extra seats. Would you guys yeah. like to come? It was very yeah. straightforward. I don't yeah. understand. It was very dumb. Yeah. yeah. And also then, Shannon, you were going with Noella to a healer. Are you mad that Noella didn't invite anybody else to the healer? Yeah. Like, yeah. it was so stupid. Yeah. Everybody gathers at Jen's house to talk shit about Noella. But I just wanted to ask you are the next time you come over to my house can you bring a suitcase full of cheese it doesn't have to be a louis vuitton it could be a samson cheese yeah cheese in your mouth yes i will bring you a suitcase full of cheese what kind of cheese do you like let's go down that there's no kind of cheese that i don't like really there's not a single type of cheese that you would not eat i don't care even the stinky ones even a stinky one if if it's stinky i'll eat it with fruit so Ah, good okay good to know good to know (laughs) I will buy in wholesale. <laughs> wholesale cheese delivery to you. So next time, next time on your birthday, you don't get La Dame. <laughs> yeah. You if you want to get me something real stinky, get me cheese, <laughs> not La Dame. So this is when Jen is going on to the girls about how she thinks Noella's marriage situation is weird and not everybody is buying her shit. And Emily gets super defensive, but like, if you go on the Bravo docket Instagram, Noella's marriage situation is a fucking mess. Like, yeah, she's shady. Her whole her own past is shady. She had an affair with the with the husband while he was married and then they got like fake married and then they had to wait for the divorce to finish for the husband and then they got real married last summer they've only been married for like less than a year at this point when this man is serving her papers yeah it's a and she owes a ton of money on her own he owes a ton of money she had money that she owed before she got married to this guy like even the fake marriage like from a previous relationship and stuff yeah, yeah, and she has a child. She has another daughter. She has a previous marriage. Yeah, but she never talks about it. It's all very strange. I don't yeah. understand Noella, and yeah. I don't trust her. I don't trust her either. And I think she's annoying. I think she's annoying too. I don't find her... I find her reaction to the divorce strange as well. It's like very performative. Very. For the cameras. Very. Like, at one minute, she is snarky, and she is witty, and she's all housewife, and another minute, she's the real 
wife who's completely devastated and one minute she has no money but another minute she is like splurging it just feels very shady and very weird very weird i don't like it yeah i don't like it even when emily comes over and she's like i'm gonna whisper a sad story about the flowers and the divorce but then when it's time to talk shit about jen her voice comes back yeah so why is she whispering Mm. why like Emily said, is there a camera? Is somebody picking up? What is that whisper about? Yeah. She doesn't say she has a sore throat. She says, it'll help, you know, it won't hurt so much. I'm like, okay. It's just so funny. Sore throat? Oh, God. It's so, it, honestly, I've not seen she's a thirstier weird. She's a weirdo. She's a weirdo. I'm calling it. She's weird and she's not going to last long. No, not at all. Jen could, but even Jen is on thin ice right now. Yeah. Nicole, too. All three of them seem so uninteresting to me right now. Well, Nicole is a friend of, so she's... Yeah. Whatever. I mean, as long as she brings a suitcase of cheese, she's fine. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) I'll give her that center orange if she brings me a a suitcase full of cheese. What does the Jersey ladies hold? Nothing. Nothing? (laughs) Canned tomato sauce? I don't know. (laughs) Tomatoes? Yeah. (laughs) Give Nicole a canned tomato sauce. Easy pass to ride up and down the dirt bike. <laughs> Actually, no, it's true. Jersey's the only one. They don't hold anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> they should hold tomatoes. Why don't they hold tomatoes? Yeah, Jersey should have tomatoes. Because yeah. Jersey tomatoes are a thing. Yeah, they are. Why, yeah. why don't they hold tomatoes? <laughs> oh, easy pass is probably better. <laughs> Uh, Jersey should have them pulling into a gas station and asking for a full. <laughs> fill her up. Instead of like twirling in the beginning in the tacos, they should have all the women pulling into a gas station asking for gas and then <laughs> reciting their tacos. So stupid. What is this episode? Okay. <laughs> What do you, people are upset with Gina because they think that she's kissing Heather's ass at this horse race. But like, I'd love to be in Gina's shoes, and like, she's not I would also yet. kiss the ass of my yeah. super rich friend because, duh, she's not hiding it. She's she's like, yeah, I have bougie taste, <laughs> and on and I'm on beer budget, and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. If if Heather is wants to splurge on me, I'm happy to do so. Heather also knows that Gina. It has bougie taste and beer budget, and she's happy to have her as her sidekick because yeah, she cannot do that with Emily. Emily's not going to be that impressed, no. <laughs> but Gina and her casita would be super impressed, so she's okay with it. <laughs> Gina in her tiny house. Oh, uh-huh. do you want to talk about Shannon visiting with her dad? I don't care about that. Part. I don't care about that. And Shannon keeps talking a little bit about how the girls are still traumatized and still traumatized and still traumatized. And I'm like, Shannon, why don't you move on? And maybe they'll get a breather and then they won't be so traumatized. You have a boyfriend, just be happy and not talk about the divorce so much. You're still talking about the divorce. Yeah. And the girls are now almost, you know, they're so grown up. I don't even recognize them in their, when they're trying to look up Dean Martin or whoever <laughs> they were looking up. 
so I yeah I it's funny because Shannon's like the girls are so traumatized by the divorce and I'm like no I, I don't think the girls are traumatized by the divorce I think the you're traumatized by the divorce and the girls are fine and you hate it because mm-hmm. in the next episode the preview they showed that the daughter is gonna say like yeah I can't wait to get married mm-hmm. and Shannon gets like all emotional about it because Shannon realizes I think that she's just very different from her daughters. She has mm-hmm. a different life than her daughters and it's just yeah. unrelatable. And Shannon, like women like Shannon, these like cookie cutter women who are wealthy, who've likely grown up around people who are only like them, they don't know how to behave around people who aren't like them at mm. all. Yeah. And so Shannon, even her daughters, like being different than her or growing differently than her or even reacting to the divorce differently, that's too much for her. Like, I don't Mm. think she understands how to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Shannon is sort of expecting a lot more trauma. And she's kind of, I think at some level, she's kind of upset that her girls have forgiven their dad. Yeah. She wants the girls to feel more offended on her behalf. Yeah. And not forgive the dad so much. For sure. She needs to understand that she's holding on to this because she's expecting some payback, some kind of vengeance, some kind of revenge that would yeah. take away all her pain, which is, it's never. you. The only way to get, get out of that funk is to get through it and get out of it. You just don't, you cannot dwell on it. And she... That's what she is gotten too comfortable doing. And that's why she's not getting anywhere. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of dysfunctional parent-child relationships, let's talk about Real Housewives of Miami. Yeah. So last time we talked about the show, we only talked about the first two episodes. And so we're going to briefly touch on the things that sort of happened between episodes three and five. Mm -hmm. We had this um, birthday party for Julia. We had Martina Navratilova's art gallery event uh, mm-hmm. that Adriana was supposed to mm-hmm. organize. Mm-hmm. We had um, Alexia. There were so many things that happened with Alexia. Alexia is planning a wedding. Alexia's mm-hmm. son, Peter, does not get along with her fiance, Todd. Mm-hmm. She also is trying to meet up with her ex-husband's gay lover. Her mm-hmm. dead ex-husband's gay lover. Mm-hmm. She is. There's so much going on and with her. Dad was gay, and she talked oh, about that. Also, she that. that. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. There's so I'm much like, stuff going on with Alexia, Alexia. Do you think Alexia is me? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the amount of drama she has in her life. I'm like Alexia. I think I'm identifying with you. No, no, no. You're not like a drama in my life. Okay. You were for you used to be married to a drug dealer, so that's true. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yes. You were a drug dealer, that's what it is. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Just kidding. And then, you know, there's all this stuff that happens. So we'll talk about Alexia last, but like what did you think about this Gertie Adriana Julia fight? First of all, before I say anything else. I'm loving Martina as a house house husband or housewife. Yes, housewife, yeah. House, uh, the first ever house housewife. Spouse. House spouse. House spouse, yeah. Yeah. I'm loving her. Yeah. I didn't know Martina could be this funny. Yeah. She doesn't even try. It's, it comes out so well. She's like, what are you, the Pope? I just <laughs> fell over laughing. We're like, why is she washing your feet? Are you, what are you, the Pope? <laughs> yeah. I just fell over laughing. But Julia is kind of, okay, there's flirty, but there's, Julia is overly flirty. This is a little over the, over the top flirty. Don't you think? Like even for any, it's like for any relationship. Yes. 
I think it's a little too much. I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory that when they started filming the show, initially they were probably going to have Adriana come back as a full-time housewife, right? Mm-hmm. But Adriana doesn't have a storyline. All she has is this weird fake queer baby situation with Julia. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that initially when they started filming this show, I, I don't know if they were for sure going to have Julia be mm-hmm. a housewife but i think once adriana was like oh i'm best friends with this girl julia and she mm-hmm. happens to be martina Navratilova's wife i think the production folks are probably like oh yeah uh, that's super interesting and we would definitely yeah. want to see that and i think that adriana introduced julia to the group as the lesbian that i flirt with sometimes like yeah. her whole thing with julia is so queer baity it's actually yeah. offensive like it's so yeah. cringy it's very fake to me and it definitely does feel like julia is playing along with it yeah for adriana almost like a favor to her to say like yeah. you introduced me to this opportunity and all this stuff like you're the reason i'm in the group that type of a thing yeah. so that's why all of it is so phony and weird it's like every time they meet up every time julia comes into a scene with adriana or adriana goes into a scene with julia the first thing they do is go overly flirty with each other and talk about how pretty they look and how cute they look and how sexy they look and all of that and it's like okay enough you are not really flirting with each other this either feels either it's fake or it's like super disrespectful on Julia's part to do that and even on Adriana's part when she knows the spouse I am getting uncomfortable because of the level at which they are flirting it feels like hey if this is real it's kind of shitty for you guys to be doing that if if Martina is not okay with it. Yeah, and also, like, we're not in, uh, like, high school or, like, college where, like, right. we need to be like, oh, I'm going to kiss a girl and it's going to be so hot. Like, right. it's, it's, like, it's 2022, okay? Right. You live in Miami, which is, like, a very queer friendly town it's not like you've never been around gay women before like it's just all of it is so fucking weird and it feels like you're absolutely right it's either disrespectful to martina or it's disrespectful to gay people it just all of it is like it feels exploitive it feels like it's being used like a prop and i really don't like it and And also i don't don't like the storyline of that yeah like that as a it's not a storyline yeah it's not it's like, yeah. this is not good enough to be an, a storyline. And it tells me why Adriana never became full time. Yeah. And also, I've, I'm like, Julia, you are more than being a lesbian, right? Because there is more to you than that. They're basically using Julia's whole thing is about having farm animals and being a lesbian. That's about it. And that's mm-hmm. what they're using. her. Even in the previews for the next episode, for episode six, it's about Julia kissing Lisa. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's okay, enough. It's like having the one person of color on, on a show, it's the same thing as having one gay person on the show. Mm-hmm. And now everything revolves around that. Yeah. And, you know, how people navigate that. And it, it, it's kind of it, Yeah, don't use people's gayness as a storyline for other people. It's one thing for it to be her storyline, which I understand. If it was just, yeah, I'm gay and I have a farm. I want to see I'm gay and this happens to be my wife and we happen to be a couple on show and that's it. And I want to see them navigate their relationship, not her fake of relationships with the other women. Yeah, again, you know, we talked about this before when we talk about, like, people of color and how they're shown on these shows. We always say it's always from the view of a non- 
person of color. Right. It's always from right. a view right. of a white person. Right. And even the way they're showing this, it feels like it's from a view of a straight person, like a straight woman right. being like, ooh, right. a hot lesbian. Ooh. Yeah. That's the point. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to find the right words to tell you exactly why it's bothering me, but that's, that's the point. I want yeah. it from her point of view. I want yeah. to understand. I want to see an awesome lesbian relationship on TV. I want to see that normalized. I don't want it to be a unique, um, you know, uh, feature that everybody has to now talk about. Yeah. I want it to be a normal thing. I don't want it to be, um, what do I say? I don't want it to be the... It's not the word unique, but like I think what you're trying to say is you want to see Julia and Martina together as a couple, treated like any other couple. Obviously, their situation is unique, but what you don't want to see is other women reacting to having a gay friend. I think that's the thing that we have also said about people of color on shows: a Ramona reacting to Ebony. You know, Cameron Westcott reacting to Tiffany. It's the reaction to a person of color is not something I'm interested in. I'm interested in the person of color or the marginalized person or the lesbian or whoever as an individual person. I don't really care for how other people are reacting to them because the reactions from white people is what is always triggering. We Mm -hmm. we, We got triggered by a white lady reacting to two kinds of rice. Like, I also don't let the rice be its own star. Let like Julia yeah. be her own star. Like, right. that's how I feel. Also. Yes, 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 exactly, exactly. And so, so having said that, the fact that Julia is flirting and giving leg massages to Adriana and that Gertie is feeling kind of some sort of way and Gertie brings it up, it all feels like a contrived storyline mm, to you. So mm-hmm. I didn't think that Gertie herself was offended. Gertie herself was confused. Would Gertie bring this up with any of her other clients? You know, when she was meeting with them, if they said something, would she bring it up with the spouse of the client? I don't think so. So I, for me, it felt like this is a contrived storyline where Gertie brings it up. Martina's reactions were hilarious to me. But at the same time, I was like, not a big deal. But then when Gertie starts talking about, I don't even know, how did Gertie end up talking about her brother? Oh, where she says that you're being you're over the top and you keep interrupting us and you're very bubbly. That's what Adriana says. Yeah. And Gertie says, "Well, don't mock it because I it comes because it comes from a place of pain." Mm-hmm. And then Adriana is like, "Yeah, I lost my brother too." <laughs> and Martina is like, "Let's not start comparing our tragedies." <laughs> well, Adriana, we know from the beginning yeah. of time, is an asshole. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's horrible. And by the way, her Botox eyes. Or she's becoming more cross-eyed than Ramona. I don't know what's happening. I don't know where you're looking, bitch. But you're not looking straight at us. In her confessional, she looks worse than she does in the in the scenes. She looks really bad. And it's shocking because if you watch the previous season, she's a beautiful woman. Yeah. And I don't know what she's doing to her face, but Mm -hmm. her eyes are crossing, and it's cracking me up because when she gets angry, they get even more crossed and bigger, and it's very like Ramona walking down the runway. I think Gertie is trying to get screen time for sure. Mm -hmm. I think she's trying to make sure that her point of view is across. She's Mm -hmm. trying to make sure that she is the center of a -hmm. conversation. And I can see that being really, really annoying. But Adriana's response to Gertie even trying to be there or be important in any space, I hate saying it, but it is coming from jealousy because 
I don't think Adriana's like, I don't think she was expecting to w- go into filming the show and not be like a center or whatever. What do they hold in mm. Miami? They don't hold anything in Miami. Don't, they don't? What they do don't hold? hold a seashell or something? A martini glass <laughs> or something? I don't know. Martini glass? Yeah. COVID oh, tests? Because it's Florida. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But like, I don't think she's very comfortable with new people in the group anyway. So I think that she is having an intense reaction to Gertie because I don't think that she wants Gertie to get the limelight. I Mm. think it's like as simple as that. And Adriana's not like a very complicated person. She's like a very transparent, straightforward person. And that person is annoying. And I don't really want to see it on camera. So Adriana is uh, considers herself one of the OGs, and yes. here's Gertie coming in, new season, and Gertie's taking over the conversation and taking over Adriana's storyline that you, like you said, is she is orchestrated with um, Julia. Adriana is pissed off by that, but that's yeah. uh, and she's like, "You are taking over something that uh, rightfully belongs to me first. So yeah, it's a, yeah. it's the age old new housewife, old housewife, new housewife tension that they have. Yes. What did you think of uh, Martina's art show? I thought the art show was just fine. I thought the most exciting stuff that happened in the last like three episodes for sure or two episodes was all the stuff Mm -hmm. that's going on with Alexia. Mm -hmm. So like what do you just in general, what are your thoughts on Alexia? I think Alexia is a tragic, tragic person. Mm. It's, It's I feel for Alexia. I feel like she has a ton on her hand and she struggles with it. She has one son, her oldest son, who's had a lot of trouble with the law, who had anger issues, who has, you know, his father was a criminal. He has issues based on that. And then he had to, he himself got into a lot of trouble. So he has to, he has to live through that. And she had to pick pick up his pieces and take care of that. And then her second son, who was perfectly fine. I mean, that's a tragic thing. Yeah. He was perfectly fine and got into a car accident and now has mental disabilities. Yeah. And that's hard. And I was so torn with how... She has tried so hard to be a single parent to both of these boys. She tried her best and also live her own life. Mm-hmm. And she's struggling and she's done the best that she can. But I think that's all. That's about all she could do. I was kind of pissed off a little bit with how Todd was attacking her and saying she's enabling and all that. She's a mother. Of course, she's going to be a little biased. But at the same time, she has done a lot for those boys, for both of them. And she mm-hmm. continues to do that. Mm-hmm. Have they become more dependent on her? Probably. But it doesn't help to blame her and accuse her. It would help more if he rolled up his sleeves and helped her. Mm-hmm. That's the part that I I was kind of pissed off at him. Like, they're not my kids. I don't. He's not my son. I don't have to do this. But then you are inserting yourself. You I either care about these kids or you don't. If you care mm-hmm. about them. It's not one thing to say, call them all names, tell them they're going to be as horrible. Telling the older one that he's going to be just like his father is not helpful. Well, you mean he is, though. He is, but it's not helpful. No, of course. It doesn't help him. It only pushes him further. And it doesn't help Alexia. It doesn't help her. Yeah. I don't think anything Todd said is untrue. I think his delivery was absolute shit and he was probably out of line for saying all of those things. I think one of the most tragic things about Alexia is that she's tried her whole life to make sure that Peter doesn't turn out to be like her 
ex-husband mm-hmm. who is a criminal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. She wanted to make sure Peter doesn't turn out to be like his father. And mm-hmm. Peter is fully turning out to be like his father. Peter mm-hmm. just got arrested this week for He's- beating oh his girlfriend. God. Huh? For beating his girlfriend. Oh, my God. Oh, like, Peter. I will never forget. Like, Peter. here's the issue with Alexia. Even when in the early seasons, Peter got in trouble for beating up a homeless guy and posting it on Facebook. Like, yeah. her reaction to that was her, all she kept saying was, he's not like that. Peter loves homeless people. Like, what are you talking about, Alexia? Mm. Your son yeah. is a fuck up. He's not a yeah. good kid, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's so tragic because Alexia wants so much for her kids to not be a certain way that yeah. she – it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Like even with Frankie, it's an absolutely tragic story, right? <sighs> with Frankie, she wants to make him as independent as possible. But in yeah. doing whatever she's done, she's actually made him totally dependent on somebody else, That's so on her. True. Yeah. And on her. like, I don't know what it's like to have, I don't know what it's like to have a disabled son. But mm-hmm. when my son was really sick and he was going through cancer treatment, mm-hmm. I was really cognizant of the fact that I didn't want my kid to end up feeling like a patient for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. I didn't want him to feel like we had to worry about him for the rest of his life. But it's Mm -hmm. so hard because as a parent, it's so difficult to like balance the line between nurturing your child to be independent and enabling them to be dependent on you. That Mm -hmm. is really, really, really difficult. And that's Mm -hmm. true for any parent, regardless of what your child's situation is. Right. So I think with Alexia, it's, it's really sad because I would love for it to be true that she... I Okay, let me rephrase that. I think it is true that she has tried her best and she's done what she can. But Alexia also lives in ignorant bliss. Like she was married to a gay guy and it's not Mm. like she had never heard the rumors. I think she at some level knew, but she also knew that she needed... um, she needed him while she was taking care of these two boys and their issues. And she decided to ignore all of that and focus on her boys. Yeah. Like even with Peter, I think that her only options with Peter was what? Like either discipline him and be strict with him. Mm-hmm. And then she was worried he's going to leave her and then he's going to turn into his father. Right. Yeah. But instead yeah. what she did is she coddled him and she enabled him and she turned him into this person that not on her own, because obviously yeah. Peter is an adult. He can be who he wants, but yeah. you add into this. Right. And like, yeah. as a parent, as much as you try to hold on to your child and make sure that they don't become this particular person, sometimes mm-hmm. the harder you try the more they actually go into the direction that you don't want yeah. them to go in. So I think it's like hard with Alexia. I feel so bad for her. Like it's so sad. I also thought it yeah. was so fucking weird that they were all like having this conversation and Frankie's sitting right there. and They're all like screaming at each other. Like all of it felt very dysfunctional. Yeah, I think Frankie probably doesn't understand all of it and they know that. But they shouldn't have done that in front of Frankie. Talk about Frankie in front of Frankie is kind of weird. It's so uh, weird. It's and they, so weird. And, you know, as much as they're like, oh, we want him to be independent and we want him. Well, you're not even asking him anything. You're not even asking. Todd's not they even don't... asking him, like, how do you feel around Peter? Do you feel safe around Peter? Like, there's no involvement of Frankie in this situation. And again, I'm not yeah. going to try to understand what, exactly what I know what that's like. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe there's things that we don't understand about it. But with even between them, the the two of them, between Peter yeah. and Alexia, you can tell that they have not unpacked or dealt with Peter's right. uh, with Frankie's accent. Right. 
Right. There are mess when it comes to that. Because when Todd says Frankie, you understand Frankie's disabled, right? And Peter gets so upset. He's like, I'll punch you if you call him that again. Like being saying disabled is something negative. Yeah. They don't want to talk about it and acknowledge that he's disabled. It's okay to be disabled. And I think what Todd is trying to say is that he wakes up and he plays games on his iPad or whatever. He, You are not engaging him. You're not engaging him productively. You're not trying to get outside help to get him to be engaged every day. So he has a job. He has yeah. something going on. He could do some little bit of a job. So he has a purpose in life and things like that. So Todd could help in those sense. But I, I feel like Todd means well. But I think until Alexia and Peter actually sit down and acknowledge that they have done the best they can and now they need professional yes. help. Yes. They will never... They take it, they become so defensive and yes. Todd speaks that they don't understand that what Todd is saying is actually true. Yes. So unless they acknowledge all of that in a safe environment and go walk through their grief and get out of it, they are not going to be helpful to Frankie. And I don't think that the relationship between Peter and Todd is ever going to improve. No. Because this is a situation, this scene that happened probably will happen every month. Yep. Over something or the other. If he got arrested last yesterday or last week, you know for sure that the scene happened again. Yep. And that's not going to help Alexia's relationship with Todd. It's it's like doomed already because of this. Yeah. Even like you brought up such a good point about that thing where Peter flips out when Todd says he's disabled. Yeah. Like he's disabled. I think that Alexia and Todd feel like, or Alexia and Peter probably feel like we did so much to re- rehab him. Like I think you yeah. said it best where we did so much and them admitting that we are now going to need professional help is I think for them, like we lost or we didn't do enough or mm-hmm. we fucked up. And so they're trying yeah. to hold on to Frankie and being like, almost like wearing him like a badge of honor. Like he was a complete man. Peter keeps saying, do you know how many times I've had to like wash his ass and like, yeah. you know, shave him and all this stuff. Like, you don't know all this stuff I've had to do. My mom didn't have a life and she did yeah. so much. Those are all true things. And I don't think yeah. that where anybody is saying that that should be negated. I think what right. they're saying is you're treating Frankie like he's a person who doesn't need help, but yeah. you're actually doing him a disservice by leaving him alone and doing things like giving him a joint. Like, yeah, yeah, you have to pay attention to him. You have to be cognizant of it. And you have to admit to yourself that you can only take this as far as you can. And now it's okay to give it to somebody else. I think Alexia lives in a lot of ignorant bliss. And I think that that ignorance, it comes from a place of of like almost like toxic positivity. She doesn't want to open herself up to the pain that she would have to endure. Yeah. The truth. Yeah. But I think it's a very compelling story. It's very compelling. And the other thing was, I I also think that Todd has a bias about weed in general. Because the way Todd talks about joints and uh, your son smokes way too much and, you know, he's high all the time. The way Todd talks about it also seems a little excessive. So yeah, it's insane. Like, yeah, so it's coming from two opposite sides of the spectrum. And unless both of them correct their attitudes about how they talk about stuff and how they talk to each other, it's not going to go be productive. And I don't think that 
this is going to be a very happy relationship for all of them and all of them involved unless they have that therapy session. There are a few therapy sessions and I don't think that they are doing it. So it's going to be hard. Now, Larsa Pippen is on the show, I guess, as mm-hmm. the OnlyFans ambassador because that's all we know about her. Oh, my God. That's all we know. She wants to sell her house and she thinks her feet can, she can charge $10,000, but Adriana's are worth five bucks. <laughs> I will watch the two of them if they just do digs at each other. Oh, uh, yeah. It is funny to see that. Yeah. Nicole is a new person on the show. She's a mm-hmm. doctor and I call her Gabriella Judice as an adult. Oh my God. Yes, that's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, she. Does she feels like I feel like Gabriella might be that person. Like I don't think mm-hmm. Gia's gonna be a doctor. Yeah, you know Melania could be a doctor. I could see Melania being Melania, a great doctor. Melania would be a surgeon. She would be like chopping people up. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, "Shut up, you fucking asshole!" She'd be like, "I'll chop you up." Yeah, she exactly. probably walks around with the machete anyway. Yeah. That's how I. <laughs> that's how I picture Melania. Yeah, I just. I, I don't care that much about Nicole's story. I don't know. I was like, okay, I get it. We don't need to keep showing this. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, it's all leading up to her meeting with her dad next week. Yeah. Who gives me big Joe Judice as an old man. Yeah, you're right. He's like, (laughs) what? What's wrong? What's going on? It's like... (laughs) I had a few, you know, I had a few drinks and then I went for a drive and then I went back to Chris, Chris's house. Yeah. Your mother's a C word. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Yeah. What do you think about Marisol on this show? Is she even on it? I don't know what she's doing. I don't know. Man. I don't know. She says she's hot as Marisol with a dick is what she says. But I don't know. Mar- I, I, I don't know anything about Marisol. What do, what do we know about her? We don't even see her in her home, do we? We did see her house once. We did. Yeah, we don't even see her relationship or anything of that sort. I don't even see her. Yeah. I think it's become more of an Alexia show. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I think it's an Alexia and Julia show right now. Yes. It's like Alexia. Alexia has so much shit on her own that it's just like Mm -hmm. there should have just been a show about her. Mm -hmm. Lisa was barely even in the show in this last episode. She was barely in the show. But Lisa is, again, when shit is hitting the fan, Lisa is surprisingly the voice of reason. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always surprised by her. Lisa is the Ashley Darby of this show. Would you think so? Yeah, I think she can stir shit when she wants to. She steps back when she wants to. She's actually very savvy with how she navigates this. She talks a little bit about um, uh, Larsa and she talks about the former Larsa and the new Larsa with all yeah. of her boobs. And her. She just drops here and there. She drops a hint here and there. She stirs a pot here and there. And then she steps back and then she keeps quiet. Yeah, um, I think Gertie is doing a lot. Because she wants to, she wants to stay on the show. She might need to um, pull back a little bit. Mm. I don't find her husband and her relationship interesting either. They're like, like me and my husband. We're like born. <laughs> it's not, it's not very interesting. Your husband's so a hot firefighter. <laughs> he is quiet and doesn't talk much. Speak yeah. much. Yes. Yeah. Um, I actually am more interested in Martina. I want more Martina Navratilova. I don't know why. I think she's she can be funny. She comes every scene with her starts with her coming with a coffee mug with asking for goat milk. It's it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Goat milk or a foot rub or put away your boobs. 
what do you think of what they call a farm? It seems like a small backyard. Yeah, okay, I would never live there. I bet it smells horrible. Like I always think that LVP's backyard smells horrible, but this especially probably smells horrible. It feels like there's poop everywhere. There's animals walking in and out. There's drop goat droppings all over the place, and it probably smells terrible. Yeah. And it's a very small backyard. It doesn't feel like a big backyard. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't know who's doing the upkeep back there, but there's no upkeep, and I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Gertie. I think she's interesting. I want to get to know more about her, mm-hmm. but I also think that she keeps fake crying, and yeah. that is glowing to me. But at the same time, I think that she's one of those people where, one, Gertie wants to be on the show, but two, mm-hmm. like, Gertie is definitely a one-upper. Like, Mm -hmm. is Gertie a person that I would ever want to be – is Gertie a person I would be annoyed with in real life? Yes. But out of the women in this group, Gertie is not the person I would be the most annoyed with in Mm -hmm. the group. I would be the most annoyed with Adriana. Yeah. Gertie would be an awesome housewife on Real Housewives of Auckland or Cheshire or one of the Canadian franchises because the way she talks and the things that she's – she's concerned about and her issues and all of that they would they all remind me of an international housewife franchise they do i think melbourne too she could have made it in melbourne Mm. Uh, auckland for sure so i feel like she would be a great international housewife because the the issues that international housewives have are very different from the ones that american housewives have and gertie would have been great at that it would be very party related who came to the party what happened that kind of uh, argument and all of that without going too deep into each other's lives i would have loved to see her on a different uh franchise uh in this one she struggles a little bit i think i think also if you think about the women in miami like mm-hmm. initially when miami started you had like a big personality with leah black and you had a big personality with adriana and you had a big personality mm-hmm. with joanna krupa like mm-hmm. you had these big personality women and if you go to this season you have alexia who has a lot going on but she's not necessarily like a big loud personality she doesn't take over the room the way like adriana yeah. does And Gertie takes over the room because she has a big personality. And I think that's why Gertie and Adriana don't get along either. And I keep going back and forth between calling her Adriana and Adriana. I don't really know how she pronounces it. Yeah, I don't know. Because some people, even on the show, people pronounce it differently. Yeah. So it's, you know, even Larsa. Larsa's like this big like social media presence. And she's got this like big boobs Mm -hmm. and butt and all this stuff. But like when she's talking, she's very dead-eyed. And she's yeah. just like a Kardashian. She is so much like a Kardashian. Even like Marisol is very like low key. You know, Nicole is very low key. So I think that Gertie has sort of the biggest personality of mm-hmm. the full time housewives. Right. And right. so there, there uh, for me, there's like a little bit of like a a disconnect there. But again, I like Gertie, and I want to see yeah. her more. I just want to see her interact with these like dead-eyed Botoxed women. Yeah, I think Nicole is the only one that I haven't, I like her, but I don't, I'm not uh, compelled by her yet. 
but I don't mind Nicole either. It's like it's only Gertie and Julia, obviously. I think they made they made themselves quite comfortable with the franchise. I think I think they're yeah. not going anywhere. It's yeah. unlike the OC new women on OC. I think the Miami women are all very comfortably settled with each other. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Well, guys, that's it for this week. Um, we are, if you're subscribed to our Patreon, we're going to be talking about the Project Runway episode with all of the housewives that just aired this week. So it was so good. It was so funny. It was yeah. so good. So if you'd like to listen to that, head over to our Patreon and we will talk to you guys next week about Salt Lake City. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The reality is, is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Adedokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bratrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth Bayer. The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. 